0: by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Two four five six thousand. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash Bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Did you see the pictures down in the uh, border area of Texas of the surging thousands of people coming over? Only one network showed them, Fox News. The others uh, somehow missed this story uh, of thousands and thousands and thousands of people crossing over to the United States in one day. They somehow didn't cover it. Now. That's impossible if you were a honest news agent. So you'd have to cover that because it's a huge story and it affects every single American. Okay, but they didn't cover it because they don't want Joe Biden to look bad. And it was just a colossal, uh, a colossal demonstration of corruption. And I've gone over this with you. You know, you're here because of that, I think. This is an independent news agency at BillOReilly.com, the no spin News. We don't have any ties to anybody. We produce our own news product, and people watch it and listen to it on the radio, thank God. Um, but this border thing has really uh, got a lot of implications for next year, and that's the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So there is a move right now led by Congressman Andy Biggs, Republican Arizona, to impeach the head of the Homeland Security Department, Alejandro Mayorkas. So uh, Mr. Mayorkas is hapless, H-A-P-L-E-S-S. He doesn't know what he's doing and he's an order taker. Okay, so the White House calls him and says, do X, and he does X. Um, He has no policy, he has no power, he's just a person who was put in charge Um, I'm not going to say by affirmative action or anything like that, but there's no reason for him to be there. He's not protecting anybody. Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Okay, my 19-year-old son in college could protect the homeland better than he could because he has no interest in protecting the homeland. His only interest is protecting Alejandro Mayorkas and following orders from the Biden administration. And the orders are, let him in. Let him in. All right, and so we have approaching six million foreign nationals in the country in less than two years since Biden's been president. Now that's the truth; that is the fact. So um, Congressman Biggs wants to impeach Mayorkas. Why? And he's got uh, twenty other Republicans signed on in the new House. Well, Why bother impeaching Mayorkas? Number one, the Senate will never convict him. Impeachment's the same no matter it's a president. Or it's a department head, or it's anybody. You vote in the House, and the House would vote to impeach Mayorkas. Okay? Then it goes over for a trial in the Senate. You need two-thirds of the senators convict. Never happened a million years. Not the way the Senate's comprised now, with Schumer in charge and the Democrats having the majority. Wouldn't happen. So this is basically a, a message: impeach Mayorkas. But why? It, because he's just a stooge. You know, you want to impeach you impeach Biden. Biden's policy. I mean, last week when he was in Arizona and uh, the Fox reporter said, are you going to the border? You just, you know, you're less than a 15 minute helicopter ride away. Uh, You know, I got more important things to do. Really? So Biden doesn't care. He wants people. And we explained yesterday why. All right. It's the flooding of the zone of people with no ties to traditional America. That's what the progressives want. They want to do away with traditional America. So let's get more people in here, millions of people, who don't have any ties to traditional America. That's what it's all about. Okay. So I think it's foolish for the Republicans to spend currency on Alejandro Mayorkas. Now, scream all day long? Sure. Do what I'm doing. Talk to people and explain how this is pernicious. It hurts every American. We can't absorb these people. All right, we can't. They are going to be on the government rolls. We, taxpayers, are gonna support them for a period of time. The majority of them, the vast majority of them. And then you you take into account the huge influx of drugs, fentanyl, killing hundreds of thousands of Americans. Remember, the number is like 110,000, but it's double that. Because a lot of these deaths, it's clouded in 15 different drugs they take, or the coroner doesn't even do an inquest on him. I mean, it's, it's a catastrophe. Does yeah. Biden care about illegal narcotics flowing into the United States? He doesn't care at all. That's what's shocking, isn't it? You would think that if you were president, you would care. He doesn't. He doesn't care. And I mean, I know the Biden supporters. Oh, I can prove it 50 different ways. Okay? So I think that the impeachment card, if you're going to play it, you play it against Biden. You don't play it against the underling, Alejandro. Now, the Biden administration is saying, well, a federal judge uh, throw out um, Title 42. Title 42 was when the government could turn back immediately any migrant coming across the border illegally because of COVID. He said, look, You know, you might be a danger to spread COVID, so you gotta go back. That's Title 42. Federal judge said you gotta knock that out by January. Okay? Now, all Biden had to do was write an executive order, okay, not countermanding Title 42, but saying something like, we're pausing and suspending, okay, all of our immigration at this juncture, except for the people who have already filed legally because it's out of control this is an executive order okay so nobody in for uh three months arbitrary date now it would immediately be challenged in the courts i know that but a president has the power to issue that kind of executive order no more got to stop it we got to reorganize we got to we can't be doing this and then it winds its way into the courts through the courts that's how the system works Biden could have done that, but again, doesn't care. Couldn't care less. The progressives want millions of foreign nationals to come here, and so Biden's doing what they want. Now, this is—that's the memo, by the way. But I got another story attached to it that is just incredible. So, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, now realizes that his state is getting crushed by illegal immigration roll the tape the fact is what we've got right now is not working and is about to break in a post
1: 42 world unless we take some responsibility and ownership and i'm saying that
0: as a democrat i'm not saying that to point fingers i'm saying that as a father i'm saying that as someone that feels responsible for being part of the solution what a bunch of crap i mean really so now he knows because in California, there are more than 3 million undocumented migrants added to 9 million legal immigrants. All right. That makes uh, 12 million foreign nationals. About 30 percent of the population in California is foreign, foreign born. OK. And many of those people are now on the dole. OK. that California has to pay them. California taxpayers have to pay them food and housing and welfare, whatever it may be. So the feds do it, the state does it. But here's Newsom. I want to be part of the solution. uh, uh, As a father, I want to be part of the solution. Okay. So here's Newsom in 2018. Go. This state has had cities, large and small, uh, traditionally conservative, not just liberal cities that have embraced the principles of sanctuary policy. Sanctuary policy. California's a sanctuary state. It doesn't cooperate with the Homeland Security Department on anything. But now, oh, oh, the system's about to break. Well, it's your fault, you pinhead. It's your fault. Oh, the system's gonna break. We better find a solution. I wanna be part of the solution. This is, you know, you know, you hear, you see. This is just insane. So it's their policies that have led to this catastrophe, and now they go, want, I want to be part of the solution. You're getting what you deserve out there in California. And California is our biggest audience for the No Spin News. And so many good people live in California. And I know you're trapped, I know it. You just can't pick up and leave, I know it. You got family ties, you got job ties you got social ties a beautiful place to live physically and i'm not blaming you but the state the 40 million people who vote for gavin newsom oh my god i was bringing a guy who's an interesting joy named roger baker from austin texas you may remember when i was doing a factor on uh fox news that i used a group called strat for Stratfor, for analysis uh, worldwide. Stratfor was bought by Rain R A N E, but it's the same crew, and what they do is risk assessment all over the world. Okay, and they study trends and things that are happening, and they come to conclusions. And Stratfor had a pretty good record, um, so that's why I use them. Now I haven't been in touch with the company. I am going to go to worldwide.stratford.com. They still use the Stratford um, moniker in their website. And I'm going to get a subscription because they were good and I need to stay ahead. So Mr. Baker joins us now from Austin, Texas. Before we get to your 23 predictions, my assessment of the country divided into two tribes, what do you say about it?
1: When I look at the nation, I look at... um uh, certainly, this concept may be of tribes, but uh, looking at them as as um, those who view things in a in a more traditionalist way, those who view things in a in a more internationalist way. So there's a there's a continentalist tribe, there's an internationalist tribe, and we've watched in this nation as the center of political and economic power. Um, which at one point was concentrated in the interior of the nation, in, in the, the Midwest, the traditional spaces, we've watched as the economy has changed over the last several decades, um, as global trade has rapidly expanded, uh, and as high tech has started to step in, we've watched that that political, economic, and social power start sliding back out um, to the periphery, to the coastal areas. And what I see is a, is a real clash of of core identity of what it means to be American. And this is a nation that, that throughout our history, we've gone through numerous redefinitions of it. Um, uh, you know, America is a very unique nation in that it had the ability to define itself from the start. Many other countries in the world have much longer, deeper histories and ties to their territory. The United States was, a, was a, an, an experiment, a social experiment, an economic experiment, a political experiment that has proven relatively robust. And so I'm watching those swings back and forth between um, these kinds of centers of economic and social power, uh, as well as then some of the, the, the core philosophies that each one holds on to.
0: Okay. But let's break it down to the individual. You had a vote in November and the Democratic Party should have been wiped out because the economy under the president is terrible. It's terrible. OK, but it wasn't wiped out because individuals and they had no internationalist ties at all. They don't understand what you just said. And I'm not being arrogant. They just don't. And they never think about it. They don't think about inside out or that we're living in a new globalist world. They don't think about that. What they think about is who's going to do more for me? The mean Republicans who don't want to give me much or the Democrats who are going to give me everything I want. OK, so I don't care if Joe Biden's destroying the economy per se, I'm gonna still vote for the person who's gonna give me the most. Surely you know that's in play.
1: Oh, I I think personal self-interest is always what's in play when people are are voting. And that, that is the very definition of democracy, right? Democracies think of the individual, think of themselves and what they consider to be in their best interest. If we go with your tribal concept, those who hold a, quote, stake in the economy their interest is how do i keep that stake strong and how do i make sure that i have that um in retention um the other side how do i make sure that i have my own economic um situation secure but but you know it, it i think both of us recognize that um w- when we talk in these broad sweeps we end up oversimplifying
0: yeah you have um, to for though. the vast
1: majority of people
0: it's called trends it's called right. trends okay let's get to 23. so what do you think is the most important thing coming down the road? So, I mean, if I had to
1: narrow it down to just a single thing, I'm going to stick with your economic uh, discussion here. And I'm going to say that, that one, we anticipate, uh, at least in the first quarter, first half of the year, a global recession. Um, we think that's going to be hitting across the board. And that has multiple um, implications and ramifications, both here in the United States and abroad. Um, and, and in that... Uh, recessionary period, um, we're seeing a a pushback um, against global concepts, against global trade, and a return to protectionism, um, and it's being more accepted around the world. This idea of being protectionist in your economy. So on the one hand, it's a net uh, positive, right? Strengthen your own domestic economy, provide jobs, provide employment, things of that sort. On the other end, it does start to create. Um, fractures and fragmentations in the international system, which down the road may lead to more more stress, more strain, um, uh, uh, economic weakness uh, in certain areas, and that can lead to instability that down the road uh, America is going to find itself possibly going out and dealing with. Okay.
0: Let's talk about the instability. You've got Putin, and I'm going to report on him in a, a few minutes, um, basically upending the whole European theater, as far as energy is concerned, as far as war is concerned, and it doesn't look like this man is going to stop unless someone stops him, right?
1: Certainly. I I think if we look at the if we look at the war and we look at Ukraine, um, there's two sort of pressure points going on from coming in from discussions inside the United States and discussions in Western Europe. One is this is the opportunity to finally put an end to Russia's expansionist aggressive behavior, right? This is the moment. Um, the other side argues that pushing, pushing too far uh, could potentially trigger a much broader conflict, and a broader conflict that, as the Russians have not so subtly hinted, would bring nuclear weapons back into play. And if we've watched the way in which the United States and the Europeans have assisted the Ukrainians, In many ways, they've assisted them to fight a civil war while the Russians are fighting an international war. So there's been some significant constraints on the Ukrainians. Add in the economic pressure from um, the Europeans blocking Russian energy, the Russian energy coming off the market, increasing prices, adding to the inflationary pressures, particularly in natural gas. Um, But, you know, in, in a year, maybe that'll start hitting oil again as well and maybe driving oil prices back up. And we're seeing some strains in that that North Atlantic, that Western European and American bloc, where where there seems to be a greater effort to try to tell the Ukrainians that maybe we're about where the war should end, and maybe the Ukrainians shouldn't push any further. And I think that's why we're seeing the Ukrainians strike deeper and deeper into Russian territory to demonstrate both their capacity, their no- recognition that this is the only moment they have to reclaim right, territory, right. and in many to ways to, to force that. the West in.
0: What about Putin himself? Is he safe over there?
1: Um, Putin, it's questionable how safe he is. I think at the moment he's relatively secure. But clearly the economic interests in Russia are looking and saying, is this path the best for ourselves? Um, Is Putin going to secure our economic interests? I think in the military there may be some concern over him and certainly in the intelligence apparatus, although it was the intelligence apparatus that completely flubbed the Ukrainian invasion to begin with. Um, An outstanding question would be his health, and while I don't buy a lot of the sort of rumors that are going around about how sick he is, the gentleman is old, um, and recently he's canceled three or four of his latest public appearances, so there does seem to be some form of stress going on inside the Russian system.
0: Now, China and India started shooting at each other this week. Um, Xi, now the dictator for life, um, I don't know if he's a reasonable man. I know Putin's not a reasonable man she has got a lot of problems. He's got a lot of COVID problems. He's got a lot of internal dissent. He's got economic problems. He's got problems with India. He's got problems with the USA. He's got problems with Japan. He got problems across the board. I see this as possibly in 23 weakening China. Do you concur? I think that
1: you're right in many ways. China is going to be struggling in this year. They're coming out of COVID in a much less managed pattern than they had sort of wanted. When we talk about the weakness in the United States economy, I think that the Chinese economy is in a much worse position in some ways. Um, the, the interior of China really just does not have economic and growth prospects. And that's 800, 850 million Chinese yeah, people, who, people who simply don't have opportunity. And if right. I'm Xi Jinping even more than worrying about the Americans on the coast or the Indians on the border, I'm worried about what's going on inside my own population. And so as they open up, I think we're going to see them focusing tremendously on the internal dynamics of how do we manage that social instability? How do we manage society and make sure that these what appears to be protests that led to an opening of COVID restrictions don't convince people that the way to change China is to protest?
0: Yeah, and that's good for the USA. Final question. I made up, you know, some advice and it's hard for me to do that. And I said, hang tough if you are one of the tribe that is invested in America, It's gonna be rough. I, I agree with you that 23, economically, I don't know how severe the recession's going to be. I don't think there are gonna be mass layoffs in the USA, but there will be some. Um, but people aren't gonna prosper because Biden is, is a befuddled president. He has no problem-solving ability at all. And so we're gonna stuck with him for two years. So my advice is to hang with what you have. Don't panic, don't sell. All of that, good advice or bad advice?
1: I mean, I think as we're going through this this economic tumult, that's probably the the type of advice that one would normally want, right? Um, hold on uh, and remember that um, you know the, the the latent capacity in the United States is still very very strong, um, even if it's going through some some significant problems at this
0: moment. Okay, so if anybody wants to uh, catch on to uh, Rain, the new company. You go to worldview, one word, worldview.stratfor, and uh and check it on out. No, we really appreciate your time today, sir. Thanks very much. Thank you for having me. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to TaxNetworkUSA.com slash Bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to TaxNetworkUSA.com slash Bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that Or text gold to six five five three two. Again, that's eight seven seven four 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 gold. Or text gold to six five five three two. This was dropped on Saturday. You know, holiday uh, shopping and uh, people don't know. Um, so the first thing that was dropped was that. Uh, the overwhelming majority of political donations given by Twitter employees, All right, you see the data there, 18, 20 and 22, 96, 98, 99 were given to Democrats. OK, so that's true. And that means that Twitter before Musk was an activist company. They're all the same. Everybody who worked there was the same. And so, the activism was on the part of the Democratic Party and the left. You add to that Zuckerberg, who gave $400 million to get Biden elected. Staggering. Just think about $400 million for a moment. One man and his wife gives that money to try to elect a president, and they were successful. $400 million. That's Facebook. So you get Twitter, you get Facebook. You go over to Google and it's the same thing. All right. Overwhelming majority of employees and managers, everybody is left. Now, that is that concentrated power is almost impossible for the Republicans to overcome, particularly if people don't know about it. So Musk, what he's done and and boy, they hate him now. The, The progressive left hates him. He basically came in and he said, look, I'm not running Twitter this way. All right. We're going to have a fair operation. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. But he's now exposing all of the things that he knows, all right, happened under his predecessors. And he's fired, what, 70 percent of the Twitter staff are gone? So to me, at this point in history, and this could change, Elon Musk is a truth teller. Because none of us knew how bad it was. We knew it was bad. We didn't know how bad. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff on Trump, should you want to read it, about how they tried to ban him on January 6th and what they did or what they didn't do. That's up to you. All right. That, but it happened. And, and so the networks don't cover it at all. They just ignore it. And it's just, to me, it's over the fat lady can you say fat anymore the zoft take lady has sung okay because they can't come back from that nbc cbs abc cnn it can't come back you can't just say okay now we're going to be fair no you don't cover a story of this magnitude i i i just i'm sitting there going ah. so The story is only going to get bigger because as soon as the Republicans take over the House in January, the hearings are going to come up. The Twitter hearings are going to come up. The FBI and Twitter, the media and Twitter and their people, big, big people going to be called in under oath in front of the Congressional Committee. It's Jim Jordan. I, I mean, that guy gets more cable time than Sean Hannity. Jim Jordan, you know him, and then Comer on the uh, Oversight Committee. James Comer, he has an article in the Wall Street Journal op-ed today uh, saying, look, this is what we're going to do. Here's where we're going. Huge stories, enormous stories going to unfold next year. Going to change everything. Okay? So I was on with uh, Clay and Buck on the radio today. And uh, they're arguing about whether Biden's going to run again in uh, 2024. He's not running. And I said, look, even if he wanted to run, these hearings in the House, you're going to wipe him out. You're going to wipe Biden out. No way he's going to be able to run. I mean, the January 6 hearings did damage to Donald Trump. They did. They hurt him. Did they take him off the map? No. He's still viable. But. The same thing's going to happen to Biden on a double whammy. So this is no way. Okay. NBC News attracts another story. I, I just... Okay. So when the trade was made, uh, Brittany Griner for the uh, Russian arms dealer, NBC um, reported that the Biden administration... Had a choice between Whalen, okay, the ex-Marine Michiganer was being held on espionage charges in uh, Russia, and Greiner. But that wasn't true. So if you read my column, and I hope you do on BillO'Reilly.com, I explain how that deal went down, the whole deal, how it went down, the inside stuff, okay. So NBC reported, well, uh, Biden could have taken Greiner or Whelan and took Greiner. It was false, totally false. So they had to retract the very same day. Okay, Washington Post. Now, this is very strange. So the Washington Post has ignored Elon Musk and uh, every other valid news story that makes the Biden administration look bad. But it reports On December 10th, Saturday. Now, when you put something in the Saturday edition that sends a message, it's not as important as Monday through Friday. So they report that the Biden team outside the White House is gearing up to smear, slander, slime the people who are going to investigate the president. And this, according, and this is all according to Washington Post. I I was shocked they did this story. This is a lawyer in L.A. named Kevin Morris who paid Hunter Biden's tax bill, $2 million plus. Okay, Morris paid it. So Morris is the guy who's organizing the hit team to go after Jordan, Comer, or anybody else that is investigating Hunter and Joe Biden so apparently they're well on down the road of organization they hired Brock David Brock and you may know the name the worst probably the worst human being in the country he's horrible okay they've got media matters they've got all the liberal uh, organizations lined up Bob Bauer former White House Counselor under Obama he's gonna have a leadership role On and on and on and on. The Washington Post just names the whole crew and said, this is a SWAT team that are going to go to the defense of the Bidens. And it's true. I knew that there was organizational stuff going on. Now, the key to this for the Bidens is to get the media on board, which will not be hard. But then you've got to go, why is the Washington Post outing them? And I can't answer that question. Maybe they're nervous there. I know economics are bad at The Washington Post and The New York Times. OK, uh, maybe they're nervous. And they said, yeah, we, maybe we got to do a few stories that are not all pro-Biden. That could be, but I'm just guessing.
1: I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever
0: you get your podcasts. So I'm going to play you a soundbite from November 9th. Joe Biden in a press conference. Go. We've done all this while lowering the federal deficit in the two years by $1.7 trillion. Let me say it again. $1.7 trillion. No administration has ever cut the deficit that much. And reducing the federal deficit is one of the best things we can do to lower inflation. Okay. So that's, again, a bogus analysis because he's taken it from COVID, where there was massive spending. Everybody got a check because of COVID. That's where they take that. And they, say "Well, we're not doing it anymore. So the deficit drops. It's, it's so dishonest, I can't even tell you. But here are the stats, and they just rolled in. So last month, November, the same month he said that, the federal deficit widened to $249 billion. Okay? A record. Never been higher. See? You see what this man does? They are spending so much money, and that, of course, keeps fueling inflation. Now, with the Republicans taking over the House, I expect that's going to stop. But Biden is just a charlatan. He just doesn't tell you the truth. And, And yeah, does he know the truth? No, he doesn't. He doesn't know anything. He just says what's put in front of him. But that still, he's responsible. All right, uh, I don't know when Biden's going on vacation, but I hope it's tomorrow. You're not going to see him much until January 23, but I don't know exactly when he's going. The House, last day is Friday, this coming Friday. Then they're gone. The Senate, December 22nd. They work longer. I don't know why, and there won't be many senators around. Believe me, they'll be going back home. Okay, this is a story now. A lot of people hate Joe Biden, despise him. Personally, I don't. Okay? I just think he's the second worst president of all time, based upon his first two years in office. And here it is, right here. So now we have another surge of migrants at the border, centered around El Paso, Texas. 2,400, I'm sorry, three-day average of 2,460 migrants every day crossing it now now okay nobody can handle it and biden does nothing nothing and the mexican military according to local reports out of el paso the mexican military are now escorting migrants to the border the mexican military under trump they were stopping the migrants now they're escorting now biden could get impeached on this all day long if Republicans controlled the House and Senate, but they don't. But this is impeachable because Biden is sworn to uphold the laws of the United States. That's his oath of office. And he will not enforce border law, immigration law. He will not do it for reasons I mentioned at the top of the broadcast. Trump, new poll, USA Today, 1,000 registered voters, Democrat 34, Republican 32, Independent 28, that's a fair sample. Do you want Donald Trump to run for president in 24, yes or no? Yes, 25, no, 69%. Do you want Joe Biden to run for re-election? Yes or no? Yes, 23, lower than Trump, no, 67 Republicans only. I want Trump to run and continue the policies he pursued in office, 31%. I want Republicans to continue the policies of Trump, but with a different nominee, 61%. Okay, that's USA Today poll. It's not a great poll, but it's my job to report it to you. So the question is, can Donald Trump make a comeback? All right, can he make a comeback? There's no doubt that his power is diminished, that he has lost support. No doubt about it. I know people believe what they want to believe, but that is the fact. Jack, can he make a comeback? If you look at the countries of Brazil and Italy, Berlusconi in Italy, Lula in uh, Brazil, anybody can make a comeback if they're well-known. Now, Donald Trump can make a comeback in my Humble opinion. He can. But he's got to do a couple of things. The first thing he has to do is button it for about three months. Don't say anything. Don't invite anybody to dinner. Play golf. You know, do your uh, opinions. You can have opinions. You're back on Twitter. But they've got to be policy opinions. Okay? But basically, low, low, low key. As things get worse next year, And they will. Trump's profile will raise if he does not continue craziness. People will forget about uh, the dinner with Yee or whatever his name is. They'll forget about that. I don't think anything's going to come of this uh, documents in the basement. I think it's totally bogus. Yeah, the January 6th committee comes out next week. No one will pay attention to it. So Trump just has to basically tread water for three or four months. And as things get worse, then people will say, you know, maybe maybe it wasn't so bad. Then when he starts his active campaign, it's gotta be all policy. If he goes back to the election, he's doomed, doomed. Now he can comment on Twitter, He can comment on the corruption, the FBI and Twitter. Uh, He can comment on Joe and Hunter Biden, but keep it authoritative. You know, I've told the president, suggested to the president, you know, it's not you don't tell a president. You suggest to study Winston Churchill's comeback in the early 1950s in Great Britain. Everybody thought he was done. Okay, And he was flamboyant like Trump but he did it anyway my opinion Trump can make a comeback another poll are we living in the end of times Pew Research 10,000 US adults Wow okay here it is do you believe we are living in the end of times that means the world's gonna end yes 39 no 58 religiously affiliated Americans yes 46 no 51 christian americans yes 47 no 49 protestants yes 55 no 41 catholics yes 27 no 70. it's a big split between catholic and protestants on this i don't know whether we're living in the end of times i'd like to get a little heads up so i might go to the caribbean for one last dive trip but I don't know, so I can't can't add to this. Smart life, um, this is way beyond my capacity to understand anything. It's in the app world, APP world. I'm not in that world. I don't have any apps. I don't know what, I know what an ASP is, A-S-P. It's a snake and it bit Cleopatra. It's nasty. All right, but I don't know what the app is. However, my staff, which is much younger as most people are, uh, they say, look, Smart Life, there are four Smart Life apps that we're going to tell you about. So I hope you have a pen and paper handy. Okay, first one is Santa's bag. So it's an app and it can give you gifts and make your life easier somehow. Fetch rewards. Now we already mentioned this in September. You get cash back on purchases. Fetch rewards, like dog fetch. Third one, PayPal honey. PayPal honey. Free app. And you can earn rewards and, and you get all kinds of stuff. And the first and the last one is slick deals. <laughs> one word, slick deals app. Um, and it crowdsources something. I don't know what crowdsources is, so you're just talking to a luddite here. Okay, I have no idea. I'll never have an idea. I'll, I just—it's beyond me. I got books stacked up to here that I read. I, I don't have time for apps. All right, but my staff again says this is smart life. If you go there, you'll save money and it'll be good for your soul or something. Okay, we got a mail segment and a final thought um final thoughts a little provocative tonight you know me i hate to be that way here is the final thought of the day you know this is the season to be overwhelmed i got overwhelmed yesterday i mean it was just like insane every two minutes i mean i got this but i don't play around on this this is people coming in wanting stuff asking for stuff whatever it's just ping 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 And then I got to, you know, organize the holidays here on Long Island. And I got to figure out what to get who and Christmas bonuses for the staff and then the editorial stuff, radio, TV. I'm writing the uh, killing book. We'll announce it next week What the title is the uh, last one. And, you know, you get overwhelmed. So easy solution. Easy solution. Take a walk. Doesn't cost a dime. I take the terror dog out. Even if the terror dog doesn't want to go out. Go. Corgi's a little. Mm. Take a walk. Doesn't have to be long. Breathe deeply. Don't worry about anything on the walk. Think about stuff that makes you happy. Sing a song. Deck the halls. Whatever. That's the way to get things down. Thanks for watching the No Spin News and listening on the radio. We will see you tomorrow. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.